once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat the beat trick welcome to the wisdom in all things podcast where we look at applying wisdom in life in these three areas, mind, body, and soul. You can read other articles, listen to other podcasts, take a closer look at wisdom. It's all at wisdominallthings.com. In this episode, so many things, so little memory, being able to remember more faster. Brett and Kate McKay had this to say about remembering more. They said, while it was once thought that the capacity of each individual's working memory was something they were simply born with, research from the worlds of cognitive science and psychology are showing that we can actually train to become faster and stronger at being able to remember. Let's focus in a little bit more on working memory. Fortunately, we do use more than 10% of our brains, but it may not feel like it sometimes. I get sent most Mondays at work by someone asking me what I did over the weekend. And I'm like, uh, I, I know it was just two days ago. Yesterday, right? I, I can't remember at all. And then there's the classic challenge of reading a book and then not being able to remember what you read in their article on improving our memory. The McKay's define working memory and its importance this way. Whenever we perform tasks that require reasoning, comprehension, and learning, we use our working memory Our working memory allows us to hold relevant information in our brain while we do something else at the same time. It's a short-term storage tank for thoughts and ideas that you can retrieve at the ready. Working memory also plays a vital role in focus and attention. It allows us to ignore irrelevant information, including distracting thoughts, and the ability to stay focused, making us more productive. So it looks like we have basically two options. You can stop reading or find a way to improve your working memory. And if you opt for the former, well, I guess you can go do something else. But if you're facing facts, then we'll move on to what we can do about remembering more, more quickly. When bringing about change in our lives, it rarely is a sole factor that needs attention. More often than not, it's like a package deal, such as the case with improving our memories. Working to drive a consensus about this, I found these seven tips to be most significant. So to improve our memories, we first need to give it meaning. The theory known as the Baker-Baker paradox teaches us that we should train ourselves to translate more meaning into information we want to make more memorable. So when you hear baker, your brain associates visual representations of what it means to be a baker, therefore giving it more meaning. Baker, as a last name, on the other hand, is rather meaningless unless you already have a friend or colleague with that name. So one killer technique is to come up with real-life examples of principles you've just covered. So for instance, if you just learned about slant rhyme, you could read poems that exhibit it. If you just discovered heat transfer, you could think of a way a warm cup of coffee disperses warmth into your hands on a cold winter's day, that kind of thing. So that's give it meaning. Secondly, exercise. Yes, like physically exercise to improve your memory. Exercise enhances blood circulation and oxygen to our brain, giving it more functionality. A study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association supports that 150 minutes of walking per week will reduce the risk of developing dementia and age-related memory loss. The research that was done suggests that the resistance training programs can improve cognitive functions more than aerobic exercise. For those of you who are aerobically inclined, There are cognitive benefits that come with activities like running and swimming, too. The research just suggests that they're not as potent as those which come from strength training. As an added benefit, exercise is known to release dopamine in our bodies, which reduces depression and stress, two major causes of memory loss. So give it meaning, exercise. The third is train your mind. While the before and after results are not as clear 
There is no doubt that mind exercises can significantly enhance our memories and reduce brain-related diseases. The rule of thumb is, if you need to take a mental break from the activity, it's good training for the brain. But we need to play the right kind of brain training games. One type of game has been shown over and over to improve working memory. It's called the dual and back game. But here's the catch. The improvements are transient and short-lasting. While research participants were able to improve their memory after 12-week programs of dual and back training, once they stopped, the gains quickly went away. So working memory is just like your physical muscles in that way, too. If you don't use it, you lose it. Most researchers recommend 25 minutes every day or every other day. Just as you set aside time to exercise your body, set aside some time to exercise your brain. Next, teach someone. As research shows, it turns out that people retain 5% of what they learn when they learn from a lecture, 10% they learn from reading, 20% from audiovisual, 30% when they see a demonstration, 50% when they engage in a group discussion, 75% when they practice what they learn and people retain what they learned 90% of the time when they teach someone else or use it immediately. This means that the way we've been taught to remember information is probably the least effective way to learn. So give it meaning, exercise, train your mind, teach someone. Next is meditation. And I have a particular meaning of meditation that I link to in the blog post at wisdominallthings.com for this particular podcast. In addition to that, the physical benefits of meditation include lowering blood pressure and alleviating depression, and it can also improve your working memory. And the meditation sessions don't have to be that long to get the benefits. Eight minutes of daily meditation will do the trick, they said. Next is sleep. This step is perhaps the most important, but one that most of us take for granted. While we understand the benefits of getting a good night's sleep for a big event, we don't take the time to rest our brains after the event. Our brain needs rest in order to process all the information that it had taken in during the day. Taking short breaks is also important to give your brain the bandwidth to process what you've learned. And just to remember to put yourself in a distraction-free environment when doing so. This could mean going for a long walk or a hike at your local park or just simply taking a quick nap. Researchers have found that individuals who get a full eight hours of sleep perform up to 58% better on working memory tasks than individuals who get less. And lastly, avoid fluency. When you're reading something and it feels easy or you forget something immediately after learning it, you're experiencing fluency. The least fun part of effective learning is that it's kind of hard. In fact, the make it stick authors contend that when learning is difficult, you're doing your best learning in the same way that lifting a weight at the limit of your capacity makes you strongest. Therefore, we should force ourselves to recall a fact. So in working toward a better, faster memory, I found these seven tips to be most significant. Again, they were give it meaning, exercise, train your mind, teach someone, consider meditation, get enough sleep, and then avoid fluency. And if for no other reason, on Monday morning when you get to work and someone asks you what you did over the weekend, you'll actually be able to answer them. I'm probably doing this at least a couple of times a month, so check back for the next episode or swing on by wisdominallthings.com for more articles and get signed up for the email version. It's all at wisdominallthings.com.